that the Lord is made glad in it. Amen. We today is the day that the Lord is made, and we're gonna rejoice and be glad in it, no matter what. Amen. If you woke up this morning, give him some praise. Amen. Even if you can't open up your mouth, lift up your hands, sit, lift up your big toe. You know what I'm saying? Let God know, Lord, I'm here and I'm thankful to be here. Today is Friday. Feel good Friday. I don't know about you, but I feel good every day, no matter what, you know. But then again, I guess I could be lying because I know one thing. Yesterday I woke up, baby. I was just frustrated, okay? Mad at all kind of everything. Stuff was going wrong that I just, just everything got in the way, right? That was yesterday. But today is a whole new day. <laughs> today is a whole new day. Yesterday is a day that is gone and I never see it again. That's all I can tell you. And for some of you, yesterday is just a memory. It was a day that you saw. You'll never see it again. And it's most importantly, no matter how bad it was, God brought you through it, didn't he? Good morning, Jamila. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. Listen, welcome. Welcome to a moment in the word. Welcome to a moment of word. I am Elder Dana T. Samuel. I'm the pastor of DSM Outreach Ministry right here in the city of Detroit, where our motto is changing lives one person at a time through the word of God. Amen. Amen. You know, yesterday, oh my goodness, yesterday was so busy. It looks like everything that I wanted to get done yesterday, I was trying to get done, trying to get online, trying to just get everything done. And you know, the funny part about it is that when you have a timing to try to get certain things done, you can't always get it done on your time. You get frustrated. And of course, when the frustration comes in, you got the devil, you know, it's opening up the door for the devil too. You know, he gets in the way and he tries to dictate you and turn around and try to tell you about what you can't do, how you falling short, you know, I just all of that stuff. And then you have to rebuke him and shut him down, right? Because that really ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with your salvation. Ain't got nothing to do with your worship. Ain't got nothing to do with your praise. Because God knows that we are human. And we, in as long as we are in this earth suit, you will be experiencing the human experience. What does that mean? That means that you will feel emotions. That means that you will feel anger. That means that things affect you. But the thing about it is, is that as you go through these things, you ain't got to sin and you don't have to apologize for having emotions. You understand what I'm saying? You don't have to. You don't have to apologize for having emotions because unfortunately people have a tendency of thinking that because you are a Christian, because of the fact that you place the Lord first and forefront in your life, that you're supposed to walk around in this iron suit, right? Miss Humphreys, what's happening? I haven't seen you live in a minute. I'm glad to see you. You know, people have a tendency of putting you in this box, right? They have a, a tendency of putting you in this box and give you all of these expectations. But that's what man does. Man puts you in the box. He's the one puts you on a pedestal. He's the one that creates all of these expectations. God don't. Mm -mm. And see, and, and, and just to show you, just to give you a prime example of this, let us go over to 
the book of Numbers. But before I get started, come on, y'all, let's pray. If you got your Bibles, if you don't, you already know where the Lord's Prayer is, right? If you have your Bibles for you all that's brand new to the game, if you have your Bibles, go get your Bibles, get your grandma Bible off the dining room table. It ain't a piece of furniture. Blow the dust up off of it. Get the Bible. Go on over there to the book of Matthew chapter 6. You say, where's Matthew? Matthew is in the New Testament. So if you split the Bible in the middle, nine times out of 10, you're going to come in there with the book of Psalms or the book of Proverbs. Go to the right. Everything to the right is going towards the New Testament, right? Go to the New Testament. First book of the New Testament. It's called Matthew. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 9, where we recite the Lord's Prayer. And it goes as Father. Our Father, call his name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Some of y'all be asking, Elder, why is it that I notice that you be moving like you do? It's because I'm not walking by myself. See, I got somebody on the end of this leash. And so that's the reason why I move like I move. But that's not important. But for some of you all, it is. So here's the thing. As I was saying, you know, we, we get frustrated and you're not the only person that gets frustrated. Okay, and I know that we were told that when we go to talk to God, you're not supposed to question God. I'm going to tell you why not. He's your father. You can talk to him about anything because that's what God wants you to do. He wants you to come to him with not just your praise reports. Right. Not when you just needy and begging, but he also wants you to come to him and express yourself. Mm. And you're not the only one who has done it. Case in point, let us go over to the book of Numbers. Let's go over to the book of Numbers, chapter 10 and 11, where you've got Moses. Moses has been put in a position where he is the priest, you might as well say, the high priest. I know he's the leader. He's called, he's been called to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt and take them to Canaan land, take them to the land of promise. Right. And they have went through all kind of adversities. I'm trying to catch you up and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. So as they're as they're in Mount Sinai and they're on their way to Paran, P-A-R-A-N, as they're on their way to Paran, you got them old ungrateful folk. You got the ungrateful folk that's sitting there complaining. They sitting there and they complaining. They telling Moses, you know what? You done brought us out of Egypt and we could have stayed there where we had fresh fruits and vegetables, onions and garlic. Now, of course, you know, onions and garlic don't turn us on, but this is what they talking about. And, and, and now you got us out here in this wilderness and all we eating is manna. We want some flesh. We want some food, right? We want some meat. And as they're complaining and complaining, you know, all of a sudden you had Moses who turned around and got frustrated, just like you and me. He got frustrated and he not only did he say it before Jesus, because you remember when Jesus was on his way to the cross, he turned around and asked God, the father, out of his frustration, father, why have thou forsaken me? 
right? Why you gave me this responsibility? Well, lo and behold, you had Moses that did the same thing. He said to him, why have you afflicted me? with these people. Why have you afflicted me with these people? Good morning, Sonia. I'm over in the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 11. And I don't have my Bible with me, so I can't tell you exactly what verse, but I'm in there. And so he says, why why have you afflicted me with these people? He said, all they do is complain and pretty much I'm sick of them. He said, you know, with all the things that you have done, you have brought them out of captivity. You freed them. You, you delivered, you made a way for them out of nowhere. You made a way of escape for them. You, you parted the Red Sea and, and, and made a way, but they still complaining. Then you turn around, you didn't leave them by themselves. You made yourself a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. You created a tabernacle for them and it still ain't enough. And now here it is. They talked about they was hungry. You gave them manna. And just like ungrateful folks, no matter what you do for them, it still ain't enough. You done gave them bread. You allowed manna to fall down from heaven. And as if they're not full, what did he, what did they do? Now they want flesh. You know, we got some complaining people, right? And we get frustrated. And many of us, when we turn around and get in our feelings, we don't say nothing. We hold on to it until the pipes bust. You hold on to it. Next thing you know, you got high blood pressure. You hold on to it. You done had a stroke. You hold on to it. You got diarrhea. Your stomach upset. You hold on to it. And now you done come about yourself and you behaving like somebody that you normally would not do because you have allowed yourself to hold in all of this rather than sitting back and allowing yourself to be human and having a conversation with your father and letting him know, Lord, I'm tired of this foolishness. Come on, somebody, because in the midst of all of your complaining, in the midst of their complaining, in the midst of your unhappiness and frustration, in the midst of his unhappiness and frustration, when you take your problems to God, God will show up and show out. You hear what I'm saying? He will show up and show out. That's how that's how mighty the God is that we serve, because after they got finished complaining, And after Moses got finished demonstrating his frustration and telling God about it, God turned around and told Moses this. He said, okay, they want food. They want flesh. I'm going to give it to them. And so what happened? Moses now begins to question God. Wait a minute. You say you're going to give it to him. He says, and this is the part that make, make me lose my leash. And let the dog go so I might start shouting. So if anybody see a black pit bull running down Rochester Road, you know why. Because I'm shouting. Because as Moses took his problems, his concern, his issues, his situation, his circumstances to God. And then he told God, you say you're going to do what? God said, oh, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. Then he turned around and he told God, do you realize that I got over 600,000 footmen? Now, I I don't know about y'all, but you thought when Jesus fed the 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread, this ain't nothing. He turned him 
just as easy. He said, do you know I got over 600,000 foot men? Now, I need you all to hold and put a pause there and wrap your mind around this. He told God, I've got over 600,000, almost a half a million, close to a million people, right? He said, I got over 600,000 foot men. How you going to feed them? You going to turn around here and call? We're going to get all the fish out to sea? Uh, are you going to kill the cattle? God told him, do you think my arms is too short? Do you think that I can't feed them? He said, watch me work. And as they complained, God told Moses, not only am I going to feed them meat, he says, I'm going to not just feed them for one day, two days, for a week, for 20 days. He said, but I'm going to feed them for a whole month. I'm going to give them so much meat that it's going to come out their nose. Literally. Now you're talking about abundance. You're talking about abundance. You're talking about overflow. You're talking about God being Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. You're talking about God supplying their needs. That's the same question that God is asking you. Do you think with all of your complaining, all your frustration, do you think that I'm not able to supply your need because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore? Because see, when he provided abundance for the children of Israel, when he gave them quail, he didn't just feed the sick. 600,000 footmen. See, that's the part where people box God in because it was not only 600,000 footmen, but think about the wives. Think about the children. See, they didn't count the women and children. They just counted the men. So now when you start counting children, women, now that 600,000 footmen has turned well over to a million plus. That's the God that we serve. He is Jehovah Driver. No matter what your situation is, God will provide that situation. He will meet your need. Don't get allow yourself to get frustrated to the point where you discount God, where you say, you know what, God is not able. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ever imagine. But the problem is, is that we too busy being earthly. We too busy being human. We're too busy boxing God in because we are human and going through a human experience. And we know that we have physical limitations and situational things that we can't control. We sit back and think that the God that we serve, our, our creator, he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. We box him in because he's an infinite God. He's always existing everywhere all the time he's all powerful he is the creator of heaven and earth and just like he supplied quail to them not for a day not for a week not for 20 days but for 30 days he gave it to them in abundance where he said it was gonna come out they nose you say what I'm talking about think about it they woke up the wind had blown the not only was the quail there but the quail surrounded the camp now in your mind you got to see 600,000 people we talking about a nation okay 600,000 people and the quail surrounded them and it said it was cubits high when you read it in the NIV version it will tell you the quail was three feet high can you imagine a wall of meat it was three feet high and then it said for the person who took the least bit he took away 10 homers 10 bushels he's got his arm fixed 
right? Think about it. Not only he got he got quail up under his armpits, but he didn't brought the kids, told them to carry something. He got a bucket to attach something onto the mule. They got it more than enough. I'm telling you, no matter whatever it is that's causing you dismay, no matter what it is that's causing you frustration, no matter what it is, don't let it stop you from going to God, your father, to express your needs, to tell him about what your wants are. He knows what it is, but it's time for you to remind him. Open him up. Open up your mouth and confess it. Lord, this is where I'm falling short, but this is where I need you. Because he is God, our father, and he's a loving father. And the same way he provided for them, he's going to provide for you. Amen. Amen. This is Feel Good Friday. I want you to feel good about everything that's going on in your life, whether it be bad or anything else. I want you to feel good about it. And the reason I want you to feel good about it, because know that God has already worked it out. Amen. Amen. Now, listen. I'm going to give you some instruction. Now, next Tuesday, we're going to have talk about it Tuesday in the park, down at Cass Park. I want to see you there. I do. I want to see you there. That's if you're here locally. Second of all, which is really important, you know, I want to talk about our heal, set free, and delivered list. Amen. Amen. Now, our very own Minister Elaine is in need of your prayers. She's in need of your prayers. The enemy has tried to come and afflict her with some things. But you know what? God is not too short that he can't reach her. Amen. And we know that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. We know that if any two or more gather in his name, he will be in the midst of it. So we are praying for divine healing for Minister Elaine Wills. We, we're praying for divine healing for her. Amen. Amen. We are praying for, for divine healing for Helen Sanders. Amen. Amen. We are praying for healing, restoration for Charlene McMurray and her family members during the loss of her son. And for anybody else that's got something going on, put it on the timeline. Give me a phone call. Drop it in the, in the inbox, however you want to do it. And know that we are praying for you. Amen? Amen. And if you don't know Jesus as being your Lord and Savior, give me the opportunity to introduce you to him today. He is a loving, loving father. And it is his will that all are healed set free and made whole who is all that's you amen amen romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 says this it says that if you confess the lord jesus with your mouth and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead then you shall be saved is that you today Come on, let's pray. Father God, I ask you in the name of Jesus to come into my heart. I know I'm not perfect, Lord, but today I need you. I need you more today than every day. And Lord, I'm asking that you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. And from this day forward, I'm going to do my best to serve you. Amen. If you have prayed that prayer, I want to let you know today is your birthday. Today, you've been born again, not of the flesh, 
foot of the spear. Have a wonderful day. I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Be blessed. Bye.